report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. He laser clickers. Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, William. Today, we're also joined by William's longtime friend and internet guru, Brendan. Brendan, welcome to the show. Why, thank you, sir. You guys have no idea how true internet guru is. Uh, you're too much. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, Stephen, we, we have an exciting episode for people today, don't we? We really do. We are, of course, I shouldn't say of course. There's, I mean, I guess it's, a pro- I take that back. It's probably in the title of this podcast, so you probably know what it is. But in case you don't, we are recording our spoiler-free review of Solo. Yes, the movie is finally here. This is the first time we've had two Star Wars films within a, a year, much less what, five months at this point. Yeah, so, it's pretty um, crazy. Yeah, I feel like we just did this, but that's because we just did. But Solo, A Star Wars Story is here, and it comes out in 11 days, 10 days, uh, actually, as you're listening to this. Uh, and we are we, we can't wait to give you our full impressions. But today, we're going to go spoiler-free. We're not going to go into any details. We're going to give you our impressions, images, really, feelings, um, but no, uh, no, no specifics. That's so boring, William. Why don't we just give them the spoilers? That would be so much more fun. It would, but we don't want to ruin. The I movie. really didn't like the part where Yoda trained Han to be a Jedi, but that's just me. Wait, you didn't like Yoda training Han? Oh my gosh, that's my favorite part. I loved that part, and the part where uh, Vader tells Han that he's his father. Also, great point. Well, yeah, but we already knew that one from previous episodes. But you know, yeah, Luke okay. and Luke and Han are brothers. Don't think too hard on that one. That gets really weird really fast. Uh, yeah, that yes. was revealed in the Clone Wars animated TV series, right? Like five years ago? In the 2D Clone Wars animated TV series, actually. So it goes back even farther. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh. So uh, in all seriousness, how do we want to do it? Do we just want Should we take it from the top? What we like? Yeah. You know, I mean, let's. Obviously very vague because no spoilers here. But Right. But I mean, you know, as I think, um, I think everyone knows the plot, but this is. This is, you know, solo a, a Star Wars story. It, it it tells the the backstory of everyone's favorite rogue, favorite scoundrel, favorite smuggler, Han Solo. Wait, wait, wait. no, Lando. No, oh, yes, Lando. Everything Sorry, you just said describes wait, Lando. Wait, wait, why why does Chewie just get kicked to the curb here? I it's mean, true. Lando's great. Don't get me wrong, but Chewie. <laughs> yeah, Chewie's great. Gotta love Chewie. But I have to say. Donald Glover stole the show with Lando. Lando is awesome, and I hope we get a Lando movie. But that's that's not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about Lando, a Star Wars story. We are talking about Solo, a Star Wars story. And yeah, this this uh, stars Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo, the first guy to step into the shoes of Harrison Ford. And um, it's a it's it's quite a ride. We're gonna we're not gonna go into spoilers, but we want to give you our our general impressions and and thoughts um you know i i would give you guys a a description of the movie but i think everyone everyone kind of knows it right you don't really need a description of of the movie but it's directed by ron howard well how much directed we don't we don't know um but uh, because ron howard i'm sure as everyone knows stepped in 
at the uh, near the end of filming um to 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 drive it across the finish line after they fired the original two directors but i thought they did a great job and honestly it, it felt pretty pretty seamless so um absolutely yeah i didn't with, with that i think uh yeah it, it, i don't know i don't know about you guys i mean i don't really want to start it on i feel bad starting on, on this this topic but you know i i uh let, let's just go with this. what were your overall thoughts on the on the movie steven just overall like you know this is in some ways i think this is actually kind of exactly what we needed post last jedi uh you know, Last Jedi obviously was something that I think ended up being very divisive with a lot of people, even though, you know, obviously we really enjoyed it. Um, but I know I mean, there were people who Wars. didn't, or, you know, there were things that bothered them, uh, which is fair. But on the other hand, I feel like other there were, like, a couple of moments in Solo where I was like, I kind of wish, like, you hadn't said that or done that or seen that or, you know. Like, there were moments where I'm like, that could have been better, I guess is what I'm saying. But overall, I actually really enjoyed it. Like, it's just, it was kind of exactly the palate cleanser I think I need like I think Star Wars fandom needs. I like, agree, and you know I I didn't hit many of those. There's once or twice where I'm like, yeah, I mean maybe they explained a little too much. Uh, yeah, exactly. Didn't need to, but but for the most part, I thought they did a, a fantastic job, and um, you know I I think I, I think there's a lot of skepticism around Alden Ehrenreich, and while he has no Harrison Ford and kind of takes his character in his own direction, I thought he did a actually a really really good job, and it, I didn't really it wasn't sticking out to me at all. That's not Harrison Ford, right? It still felt like Han Solo. He wasn't the same exactly, but he still felt like the, the right essence of, of Han Solo. Yeah. One of the things I think I really liked is that this movie takes place far, as we know, kind of far enough into the past that this isn't the Han Solo that we see in episode four either. In fact, we're just, start, you know, this movie's really about starting to see that character come into his own. Uh, and I, it actually goes a long way, I think, towards helping. You know, Alden brings a certain uh, almost naivete, is that the right word, uh, to yeah. Han's character, which, you know, we kind of saw in the trailers, and it, it's a little uncomfortable when you're just seeing it in snippets because you're like, oh, that's not, Han, that's not Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford doesn't have that. But Han at this point in his life does. And, like, I think Alden does a great job of actually portraying that and bringing it to the screen. Well, and I think I, I was telling William before we went into the movie that in the first trailer, I was really worried about Alden. And then by the time the rest of the trailers come out, I was getting more and more confident. And now having seen it, I'm a fan. I, it's not everything I hope for, but I'm a fan. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, part of it might have been, might have been the marketing. Uh, just the fact that we got we saw we started seeing Han so many times we just got used to him. Cause yep. it's a change, right? We're always going to have to get used to it. But I, also, I do think he did a great job too. And like, you know, there's, there's one scene in the trailer, so this is not spoiling anything. There's a, they're actually, uh, they had a, well, it was in one of the trailers and they actually had a, a, a full clip of the scene as well where Han and Lando are playing Savak. And there's one moment where, you know, Han introduces himself and he says Han Solo. And the way he says it is spot on for Harrison Ford, like spot on. And, and that was, that was the one moment where I saw that. I was like that, that's a Han Solo. Um, and I thought he did a great job. You know, Han's in a different place. As, as a, I don't know if you said it, Brendan, I think, uh, or, or Steven. But Han's in a different place in this movie. Um, and they do, they do a great job helping to kind of show how he grows into the role of, of Han Solo. Um, there's, uh, there's all these other characters as well that we get in the, uh, in the movie. Um, uh, for example, Kira. Um, what did you guys think of her? 
and, and some of the other characters. I, you know, I feel I feel like I'm gonna be bad. Um, I'm not always the biggest fan of. Uh, I am blanking on her. Why am I blanking on her name? Amelia Clark. Yeah, thank you. I I really like her in Game of Thrones. I like I wasn't sold on her in Terminator, and I feel like she often kind of brings the same kind of uh, character into the into you know her different roles. But I thought she did really well here. Um, she still feels a little bit like you know Amelia Clark, but there's enough different here that I I thought she worked really well. Yeah, I would say uh, Woody Harrelson was spot on for me. You know, obviously I didn't know much about his character going in, but he killed it in his role in this movie. I think we'll probably get into Glover a little bit more later. He is the quintessential Lando, so those two would be my top two in this movie. Yeah, I, Woody Harrelson, I, you know, this is, you know, people playing bingo kind of before the movie. And Woody Harrelson's obviously played the kind of grizzled mentor character a number of times, as he kind of does here. Uh, but he does it really well. Like, I agree. I thought I really, really liked him. And there's some stuff he does at the end that I thought was perfect. Steven, what did you think of uh, of Paul Bettany in, in his role in this one? Because I was, yeah, as Dryden Voss, I was I was really impressed with him. What were What were your opinions on him? You know, so for me, I'll actually say I think the weakest part of the movie for me is uh, I thought Dryden worked really well, but he's not on screen a whole lot. Um, mm-hmm. I I didn't the I didn't feel like the movie had a a strong villain to it. Um, that's not something that's too unusual, I think, in movie magic or movies in general nowadays. Like they tend to not have the strongest of villains and focus on our heroes instead and. This one isn't no different in that respect, but I thought it didn't suffer because of it. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I actually liked a lot of the, the new characters. Um, uh, you know, I thought you know Val and Rio and uh, Kira and I say as you guys mentioned Beckett, all were, were really good characters. Even even you're, Voss. you're missing my favorite though. Oh, oh! I, I really really liked L three. Oh yeah! Oh, L three was great. L. <laughs> She's a very so unique I've, kind of droid. Yeah, and so like, so unique it's is hard, a polite way of putting it. It's hard to like beat Lando, but L three is pretty close for me. Yeah. Uh, everything I could have wanted out of that character, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised at this point. Star Wars has a history of having have having amazing droid characters, but L three just continues that tradition. So L three or K two so. That's a tough one. Honest, I think I might have to go with. No, I okay. So I think I have to go with L with K two S O. Okay, but that's only because K K two is just you know. K two's got that. They're sarcasm. close though. They're close. It's hard. Yeah. But and they're K2 very different brings... droids. It's kind of funny because you think every time they bring in, they have another movie. Like, okay, how many different droids can they have, right? And and, and yet they always seem to have this different style of droid and i thought they've done a, a really good job with that absolutely um, one of the things i liked about the movie is that it was it was um i don't really want to say unpredictable but it was uh you didn't really know like it, it, it's the underworld so you never really know who's on wh- wh- who who has the same who you know who's what what the different alliances are i'm trying not to go into too much detail here but you know you know, in the underworld, you never really know who's uh, who's on your side and, and, and who's not, as, as Beckett says, even in the trailers. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where 
it's an origin story, right? So we all kind of know where this is going. Han, Chewie, Falcon, we know where this is going. But I never felt like I knew what was happening next. And I didn't... It, it had a very scoundrel smuggler feel to it. That's the perfect way to put it. Because we know the story. We know we know everything in the story. In fact, um, you know, I, I think if you've, if you've watched the trailers, you won't be surprised that um, the... Even in the trailers, they adhered a lot to Han's backstory. We know, you know, from the, from the books, we know kind of what's going to happen. We just don't know how it happens and the adventure along the way. And they they do a good job f- adhering to things while also making it fresh. And I don't yeah. I won't I won't go into too much more detail than that. But um, I, I thought that was that was good. One 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 if I had to give one critique a critique I think I have about the film is that I think the pacing in the first beginning part of the movie was a little well, it's a little off and I, I it's not necessarily slow or fast I just it's it was just a little strange and I don't know if that was due to you know uh the the production or or what but there was um it it just felt off once they get about a third of the way through the movie it kind of picks up and you don't really notice it much and I, I think some of the pacing issues returned. It got a little bit fast near the end, as well. Um, but other than that, I thought they, I thought they did a, a really good job. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't notice any pacing issues myself. Um, the, it's the first third is definitely slower, but I think it actually kind of works, especially as we kind of ramp up into the kind of main plot. Mm-hmm. And there's um, a lot, a lot to cover in that first. Well, in, in a lot of the movie, but the first third especially. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I, like, felt, I felt a little off the first five or ten minutes of the movie, but I'm not so sure that that wasn't just my own trepidation going, okay, how are they going to handle this? But I do know that about, just like you, about ten, maybe twenty minutes in, I felt comfortable. I'm like, okay, this is Star Wars. I can be okay with this. The Last Jedi, we had a lot of new alien species, but I didn't feel like we had a lot of familiar ones. And so the result is it, it was missing some of the familiarity we get in from 4, 5, and 6. And I felt like there was a lot of different kinds of aliens and costumes and creatures and CGI in the movie. And a lot of it was stuff we've seen before, too. And so the end result is really that it felt, it just felt like Star Wars in a way that I'd say even The Last Jedi didn't. Interesting. You, you brought up the CGI. Um, what did you think of the... Uh, I mean, I think it's no spoiler. The character Rio, who we see in the trailers, um, has uh, you know the, the four-armed alien. What did you think of his CG? Um, I, I'm sure there's CGI in, in other parts of the movies as well, but I thought the CG on him was kind of noticeable, and I I, I don't know exactly why. I feel like because in some of the, the last few Star Wars movies, the CG has been top-notch, and I just felt like him, which wasn't quite the same level. Interesting of detail. Yeah, the, I don't I know if it's because of. It wasn't something I really noticed, so I'll have to yeah. see if it. Well, I'm, gl- I'm actually glad you again. didn't notice. I thought, well, maybe it's just because of the the fact that um, they had to en- they ended up reshooting. Um, we don't know how much, but rumors are as much as sixty percent of the film, and that they didn't move the release date, so it's possible they had less time to like fine tune the last few details. And it wasn't like a big deal, pretty minor overall, but um, just something I I noticed. Yeah, that's fair. See, and I, I'd love yeah. to go back to what you just said, Stephen, about how it feels like Star Wars. And yeah. I would say that out of the new era, this one 
This one is exactly what I hoped it would be. I don't know that it feels more like Star Wars, but it's exactly, in my opinion, the right blend of canon Star Wars, old school, just like we love, but a new storyline and new style of storytelling. As to the yeah. CGI, I would decide with William, it, it, it was a little bit off for me, but I mean, maybe that's just a theater we saw it in. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's overall I I really did enjoy it. Like I'll even say it. So like so, you know, people playing bingo online is like, "Ah, oh, let's see. Here's all the things that Han and Lando and Chewie have referenced in 4 through 8. How many do you think we're going to see? We're probably going to see all of these." <laughs> uh and there are we do see a good number of them. But I honestly it never really bothered me. Like even the scenes that we kind of knew mm-hmm. were coming. I thought they pulled off really well. It felt it felt natural. It felt like it it fit. It wasn't like they shoehorned it in, uh, which They're, which I really appreciated. With one exception, I think I agree. Yes, yes. I, I uh, we'll have to talk afterwards because I I, I want to compare notes, but I think I know the one you're talking yeah. about. Um, but no, it felt really good. And actually, I loved. Not only did they touch on, um, touch on things that that had been referenced in the other films as we expected. But they actually touched on a lot of the uh, expanded universe as well, the old books and and comics and games and stuff. And if if you're a fan of the, you know the the old Star Wars the Legends universe, wow, you are going to be in for a treat. Um, I think the best example of this was talking to uh, another friend who'd seen it. Um, this was uh, I think uh, I was talking with um uh, anyway. I, uh, it, the best example of this was it felt like you were watching a movie written by James Lucino because James Lucino packs in all these little references and it usually, it's usually not you know overwhelming, but that they're, they're there. And if you're a big star Wars fan, you'll like latch onto those and love those. And this movie definitely had that in spades, which I love. I'm wondering if I missed some, I, I noticed quite a few, but not maybe not that many. Oh, that's all right. I, I missed more than you did steven but after a talk with william afterwards i'm like oh yeah that was there and oh Uh, there was a lot of revelation afterwards for me yeah i will say there's there were a number of scenes so this time william and i weren't able to see it together uh which like last jedi we were able to see together and there were a number of things Mm -hmm. where i'm like oh i need to turn in where's william i know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i know i know we were we were watching just a few hours apart in different cities but uh we were there in spirit and uh it was yeah, I, I definitely know the, the feeling when you get that those that that excitement of the the unexpected, and and there were definitely some some things that you know I personally maybe was not expecting, and so I, I really enjoyed it. They did a good job keeping things fresh and new and and unexpected. Absolutely. So I have a question for you two, talking about secondary characters in the movie that we haven't touched on yet, but it's yeah. probably more important than Lando and Chewie combined is the Falcon. How Ooh. did you guys, obviously no spoilers, but how did you guys feel about the Falcon? Ooh. I felt like the story, the Falcon almost had a story in this one and it kind of had some character growth as, as you could imagine from the trailers, you know, the, the Falcon had to, had to grow into the ship we know and love. Cause you see in the trailers, it's like spotless and uh, it's, it's Lando's, Lando's palace in in many ways, and um, uh, and and it kind of had to grow into the ship we see, you know, Han with. And I don't think that's going to surprise anyone, 
but I thought they did a really good job of that. Again, I think this is, you know, comes back to what one of you guys were saying. This is a movie that touches on a lot of things that we expected, but does so in a unique and fresh way that it's not like they're just, you know, playing paint, you know, doing like paint by numbers and, you know, checking things off as they go along. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that the the way they handled, if you will, the origin story of the Falcon, you know, it, it was probably the most pleasant surprise to me. I was a little bit worried at how that would get introduced and how it would get handled, and I thought it was it was excellent. Speaking of excellent things, the the dynamic between Han and Chewbacca was fantastic. Um, I love the, the the bromance between the two of them. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I don't know if I'd call that a bromance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I would either, but I would definitely say this is probably one of the best movies for Chewie that we've gotten in a long time. Oh, by far, by far. Um, you know, Chewie's often relegated to, you know, third third wheel sometimes, you know, or fourth, fifth fiddle, you know. Um, and, um, you know, there's always a danger that when you take this character that's a little bit more, like, we love Chewie. Everyone loves Chewie, but he's not you know, number two in the billing, right? And there's always a danger when you hey, bump him up to... Yourself. I mean, like, it's... If you look at pure per, like percentage of dialogue and screen time, you're not just hearing... All the time, you know. Uh, this is not the holiday special here with 20 minutes of Wookiee growls. Although, although everybody raise your hand who would be okay with 20 minutes of just Chewie. Have you I, seen the holiday I, special? <laughs> I'm going to give my vote. Uh, let's make the next... Uh, the next... I can't talk. The next technology film, Chewy. Chewy, a Wookiee story. Exact. That's all I need now. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like we could also use a Lando story. Let, so, in there. Let's see, Lando yeah, was Lando the obvious one. Like expected. Yeah, Lando was the obvious story going into the movie. I want to see a Chewy story. That, I would like that. That would get my vote. And and I think there's some other things in the movie that we might want to see spinoffs of as well. And I will leave it at that. But. Um, uh, I I would be uh, first in line for those. Well, and here's the thing with Chewie. How how old is how old is he? 190, right? 190, yeah. 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 Right. There's a lot of origin story that was not touched on with Chewie in this movie. I mean, it, you know, their quote bromance that William is. I don't agree, but you know that. Okay, it wasn't that much, but you know, you know. So we got, but right. So we saw the origin story of their friendship, but we're a long way away from Chewie's origin story. I seriously would love to see that. Yeah, um, no, it was, it, they, I thought they did a really good job with with all the characters. Man, I, I wish we could go into more detail because there's there's a lot a lot I wish we could discuss, but and to do we so will. would be to, would be to spoil all, things. All in good time, William. Yes, yes. Um, but I thought they did a really good job with the movie overall. Um, it was it was very enjoyable. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we we missed that we can talk about. Um, I got one. So in terms of impressions, obviously you can't go into details. How did you, I'll ask this one for, of you, Stephen. How did you feel about Corellia? Because it wasn't, it wasn't exactly what was in my mind. I'm not sure that's a bad thing, but it wasn't exactly what was in my mind. Yeah, I think, I, so it's, without going to spoil, spoilery territory, I think it manages to avoid the, uh, the trope of a lot of Star Wars movies, which is planets are defined by, a single characteristic. Um, Corellia, it had at least a couple of pieces where I'm like, ah, oh, this is like kind of a, 
you can tell there's more to this place than just the one, you know, the one part we see of it. Like, it didn't feel quite as one-dimensional as some of the other plans we've gotten in Star Wars, which I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and to your point, I liked a lot of the different environments we got in the film as well. They did a good job keeping it new and, and, and fresh. Um, another thing I realized we didn't actually talk about was the music. Uh, this is the first Star Wars film that John Powell has scored. Um, John Williams actually wrote the theme for Han Solo, and then uh, John Powell did the rest of the soundtrack. Uh, thoughts on the thoughts on the score? I mean, John Powell's only the third, uh, second uh, composer after Michael Giacchino to score a Star Wars, uh, you know, major film like this. What do you what do you think of his uh, of his soundtrack? I thought he did great. It's definitely a different type of theme than we've gotten uh, in the past, but I didn't think that was a bad thing at all. Like I I thought it was a good score. And there's uh, a couple familiar themes in there, which I really appreciated because one of them is, you know, one of my favorite themes. So, yeah, obviously it wasn't John Williams, but I felt like going back to what Steven said earlier, and I've said this a couple times, it, it felt like Star Wars. Yeah, it definitely a new version of Star Wars, new era of Star Wars. But I thought it was Star Wars through and through, and I mean, it was great music. I, I agree. And actually, one of the themes reminded me of a little bit of Rogue One, almost. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to digging more into the into the soundtrack once it's it's available and once the movie's out and just rewatching because there's so much we missed and so much we can't talk about yet because we don't want to ruin the the movie going experience for you. That's that's the best part. And uh, I mean we've we've tried to stay as as far away from any spoilers as we can. Um, I think the well, ex- except for the spoiler at the beginning, like I the people need oh, to know right. that. Yoda trains Han. It's just, it's very important yeah. that we talk about this. Yeah. I mean, Han, but Han other than goes that, to Dagobah. We avoided all spoilers, so. Han goes to Dagobah, picks up Yoda, uh, and then Yoda, because okay, obviously Chewie knew about Yoda. They they hung out on Kashyyyk together. So Chewie takes Han to Yoda for training. Han le- actually learns how to use the Force, but hides it in all of the original trilogy. Um, and uh, that's how he survives the Force Awakens. Well, and you guys are completely ignoring the rising of the Falcon from Mustafar as a Sith. Oh, sorry, was I not supposed to say that part? That's that's true. As it as oh. you know, levitated from the from the lava. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I think I, I'd love to keep talking more, but I, I I worry we might get too much further into spoilery territory. So uh, unless you guys can think of anything else, true. we should probably wrap it up here. But we'll be back next week uh with our full i actually before we finish up yeah i do have one question so obviously we were lucky enough to see the movie a week and a half ahead of when it fully releases how are you feeling about the fact that you can't talk about it with anyone but us for that time (laughs) Uh, brendan let what what what, how do you feel it sucks oh poor you (laughs) (laughs) um no, I'm just excited to hear everyone's thoughts, you know, and uh, and, and get, get you know have them experience the the movie for themselves. Um, yeah, I think if there's one thing that I I think you should take away from our review, it's that there's been a lot of trepidation around Solo, both uh, because the sub because of the subject matter where people weren't sure about you know do we need a Han Solo film? Do we need someone who's not Harrison Ford playing Han Solo? And then you know everything that's happened with the directing and you know how production went and things like that. I think the, at the end of the day, the, the takeaway is it's worth seeing. 
it's a good movie. It's enjoyable. Like, don't I don't let your fears prevent you from seeing it. That way leads to the dark side. Yes, fear. But I would say it's also it's a movie worth seeing. If I dare say, even if you're not a, a Star Wars nerd, like even if you don't know everything there's to know about the Falcon and Chewie and Han and Lando, if if Lando is somebody you're not entirely sure who that is, which I don't know who would be listening to this podcast, but you could tell your friends. It's possible. This was a good movie. It was a good time. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I went from. I, I I'm still trying to decide where in my. It's too early to decide where I would rank it in the in the in the list of films. You know, is it the top? Is it the bottom? I don't really know yet. Um, but uh, I, regardless, I I think they did a great job, and they they were able to overcome a lot of the the skepticism I think that's that's in the community, um, and come up with a with a with a, a very enjoyable film. Um, is it the best Star Wars film? Well, I'll have to let you guys decide that for yourselves. That, that would be saying too much, but um, it was a, a a lot of fun. Let's put it yeah. that way, and I, I really, I really enjoyed it. And I mean, Donald Glover is perfect as Lando, so perfect as Lando. So, I think with that, uh, I think we'll wrap this up. When we will be back next week, uh, we'll, we'll with our our full spoiler filled review. Uh, we're gonna wait until um, I think until the weekend when most people have seen it, and then we'll go ahead and record our. Our, our full spoilery thoughts that way um you know we, we you know you can go see the movie thursday night friday and then listen on saturday but um yeah we're, we're excited to talk about it and go into all the detail because boy is there a lot to discuss and keep keep your ears peeled and your eyes as well because uh, there's a lot of fun legends uh tidbits for you to discover there's even stuff i missed like you know there there's been Things that they've announced before the movie that came before the movie was uh, has been released that uh, I know were there, but I I missed them. So I'm looking to go find them as well. Yeah, yeah. So thanks again for listening, everybody, and we will be back next week. Uh, Brendan, I want to thank you for joining us as well. It's always great to. Ha- I, th- I think you've been on the show before. Yeah, you came on uh, a few seasons back. Uh, for Clone Wars, I think. So it's good to have you back on the show. Do you want to tell people where they can find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on all social media at Hugo Gets Healthy. That's H-U-G-O Gets Healthy. And always great to be on one of your podcasts, William. Steven, great chatting with you. And, yeah, it was nice uh, seeing you again. Let's all go see it five more times as soon as possible. Awesome. And yeah, so go enjoy Solo and we'll talk to you soon. May the force be with you. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncannoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, The Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.